Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, welcome to Not Your Mama's Art Show. This is uh, season two, if you will. We are now in a new year. We have gone through the coronavirus. We have gone through... The snow of Texas that decided to like pretty much shut everything down. And uh, we've made it back to the studio. So, and today we have one of my favorite artists in Waco. He's a badass graffiti artist. He goes by Vex Wolf. What's going on, brother? How's it going, man? I guess I'm the unofficial Wolf of Waco. Wolf of Waco. Big bad Wolf of Waco. Hell Maybe yeah. the big rad wolf. Big oh, rad wolf. Yeah. I like that a lot better. That's that's pretty good. It's pretty good. So when did you start doing art, man? Uh, I want to say about a year ago. Maybe a year, two months. Hell yeah. What made you start doing it? Pretty much need a hobby. Um, other than typical 20-something-year-old people. You know, <laughs> like just I wanted to do something constructive with my time and really learn a new thing. And I feel like I chose the right one. Oh, hell yeah. Definitely. I mean, by the work that you've been doing, man, that year's paid off. So, like, where did you learn, like, the basics of, like, graffiti? Like, who'd you learn it from? Like, where did that kind of happen? Man, so being 2021 now, 2020 is when I started. Uh, I really decided to just spend time watching YouTube videos of, like, really famous graffiti artists and things like that and see what they do and not so much like the tips and tricks and stuff, but like really watch what they do. And then pretty much trial and error after that. Um, I did finally meet some people painting, um, Scuba Belly being one of them. Oh yeah. Uh, he really, uh, influenced the, my passion for characters. So, uh, shout out to him. Uh, but really graffiti is like trial and error, man. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any uh, tips for someone who's like, hey, man, I want to try and learn this and like just kind of like any sort of like references or. Yeah, man. So biggest tip being don't go out and just start painting. Okay. hundred percent. Try it on paper. Do it on paper Definitely. a million times until you're sick of it. Like I'll never tell you not to paint, but. And if you can't get it right on paper, you're wasting wall space. No, that makes total sense. And uh, so are you like. Do you think you should start out with like the spray paint or you should like just do like markers or some shit like that? I mean, really, 
it being so new age stuff these days, I, I'm kind of a mix between old school and new school. Um, but like you should just try what you want to try. Yeah. Um, markers, spray paint, really spray paint being later on should be your like final step. If, if I'm being honest, like you really need to hone in on your um, fundamentals of graffiti before you just go out there and start painting on the wall. Definitely. That makes sense. So paper, buy a sketchbook, draw on whatever you want. I don't, it doesn't matter. Just if you start on a wall, you're wrong. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Cause you're just wasting space at that point. And that space is valuable to fucking other people essentially. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go over it. Yeah. If I see it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. You were, uh, so what is the etiquette specifically for spray painting? So graffiti that. etiquette, right. We're pretty unknown unwritten rules. Um, there are certain things you do and don't do. I can get into those. Um, but Definitely. for graffiti purposes, uh, a hand style is basically the stuff you see like written. It looks like somebody almost calligraphy wrote it or so with a marker, right? Yeah. Um, that almost being tier one. Uh, tier two uh, is called a throw up, right? So those big bubbly letters that you see everywhere. Okay. Um, there's rules for that too. So do your homework if you're starting graffiti. Um, Definitely. Uh, then you got straight letters, which is more what you see like a black sheep doing. And most uh, most people tend to, tend to stick to that compared to throw up. Stubs are fun, but straight letters are a little bit harder. Yeah. Um, it's what you see like on trains and stuff usually. Um, then you got wild style and characters and things like that, right? So that being super intricate takes so much time um and before i get too deep into it um so hand styles can be gone over with the throw up right yeah and and that's simply based on time right yeah. so if you had time to do a throw up and you went over my stuff it's really no issue right so yeah same thing all the way up so then a straight letter can go over throw up wild style can go over any of them so it's just kind of like a tier system, essentially. Yeah, essentially. Unwritten etiquette between graffiti writers. I mean, yeah, it seems like as much if you the more time you put into something, the more it's gonna like be valued essentially and don't mess with it as long, you know, unless you're gonna do something better. Yeah, no, absolutely. So it's called uh basically it's called getting burned, right? So you do yeah. a burner over somebody's stuff. And huh. it's it's kinda like a uh what's the word? Uh where you're trying to like do better, right? So if he did yeah. better, I can do better. Type yeah, thing. it's almost kind of like a uh, a challenge to yourself. It's like, okay, I'm gonna try and go over this, and hopefully, I can do this some justice in that certain point. Yeah, which so is cuffs cool almost. Yeah. Like, hey, come at me, and it's it's more it's not like a disrespectful type thing. No, that's awesome. I like that kind of like internal competition within that because I mean that's that's not that's really unique to the graffiti style. It seems like. No, it's definitely something that most people don't know about because um, you're supposed to cover up completely. So if you went over my stuff, my stuff never existed. Yeah. So, yeah. Have you, uh, so with the legality of it, have you ever had any run-ins or anything like that? Um, I think if you do it smart, you won't. Yeah. Um, I'm fortunate enough to know when to do something or where. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of good spots in Waco that I can practice where I don't really have to worry about it these days. But I mean, like, it seems like the places with like the flattest walls and the most graffiti are usually the pretty good spots where like someone rides up on you, like a cop rides up on you doing it. It seems like 
they're not going to be too mad. We're not condoning whatever's happening, but you know what I mean? Like they're not going to be terribly pissed off at you doing that. No. Yeah. I mean, I have been rolled up on by the cops at one of these so-called uh, safe spots. Not really safe. Like Austin safe where they had that whole castle yeah. thing, but um, pretty much just asked me what I'm doing. And I'm like, uh, painting. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, all right. And yeah. he just drove off. I mean, it's a, it's not the safest area, but uh, there's a lot of homeless people. and they, I think they're really just trying to get drug users, to yeah. fun, like hard drug users. No, that makes sense. If anything, we're making the city better a little bit by like putting some more art out there. I mean, free art, right? Exactly. You're welcome. You can't worry about it too much. But yeah. So like, is there any particular artists that should inspire you? Anything like, uh, you know, like the Shepherd Fairies or like the Banksies, not to mention two of the most basic freaking graffiti artists ever. But, you know, anybody that particularly doesn't even have to be graffiti anyway. Um, I'll say I think I like to try and keep it original as much as I can. Um, I, I lean I love letters, but I lean more towards characters. Right. Um, yeah. So I'd have to say. I mean, locally, Scuba Belly is always killing it. Yeah, um, Scoob's, I've been trying to catch up to him since I started. Um, <laughs> Good luck, man. It's crazy. Yeah, man. I love painting with him. He always uh, brings out that healthy competition. So, I mean, locally, Scuba Belly, uh, there's really not that many character artists out there these days. Um, definitely not Banksy. Um, <laughs> I'll just throw that out there. Yeah, no. He's a little overrated. In my eyes as well, man. Yeah, I mean, there's that fine line between uh, street art and graffiti and vandalism and all that. But, I mean, as a graffiti artist or any artist, um, he does stencils, man. Like, you can do that at home and just, like, make multiple of them, right? And go out there, take five minutes, and you're done. Like, the things yeah. that we do take hours sometimes. Definitely. No, that makes sense. Actually, so me and you had a pretty cool, funny moment, actually, when we were out there hanging out. We were, uh, ta- I was talking about Banksy and how we they had the Banksy show at Cultivate and I was kind of pissed off because this dude came through town and basically did like these Banksy-esque looking pieces and you're like, why are you pissed off, right? <laughs> and uh, it turned out that that dude was actually the originator, if I can understand that. Yeah, right. man. So he was the original stencil guy. Uh, his name's Black Lerat, right? He's from France. Um, super old school. I'm talking like 80s back when graffiti was first born and uh, he was like the first stencil artist. Right. And it's funny cause he's black Lerat and it's also Banksy uses as a rat all the time, yeah. which is almost like this dude pretty much copied him a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, and he did the similar things too. Like, and I'm all about like graffiti as like do what I want, where I want, when I want, I can get any message I want out. Right. Yeah. Um, Black Lorat was the first one to do that for like political movements, I think. So I feel like Banksy feeds off that just new age. No, definitely. Yeah. Makes a hell of a lot of money too, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, uh, art's weird, man. Like I haven't (laughs) really uh, figured it out yet being only a year, but like. No. uh, Yeah. It's, it, it can be very political in certain points for sure. Definitely. Just trying to like deal with like that fine art crowd. (laughs) Yeah, fine art is funny word to me because I go into some of these galleries recently and I just see stuff that is ridiculous, man. Yeah. Like it looks like somebody just threw some paint on a canvas. Like my practice spray stuff. I have canvases I spray on if I'm trying to like spray on a canvas and it looks 
better than that. And they're selling yeah. it for like $500, $1,000. I'm like, well, this is insane. Yeah, and they're getting that, which is interesting to me for sure. I don't know. It feels like kind of like the Magnolia crowd a little bit and like that kind of influence, especially on the Waco art scene. We're not saying Waco art scene is necessarily bad, but there's definitely some interesting choices in some spots for sure. No, I've definitely uh, started to see this um, almost behind the scenes type. Uh, I don't even know what to call it. Like it's this weird world that I'm not accustomed to. Like, like elitism art, in a way. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like if you're not in the crowd, doesn't matter if you're better or not, you're not going to get the same respect, respect or whatever the case may be. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely an interesting thing, especially I don't know, like, so for me, like high and low art is such a strange definition. I mean, it's like, I mean, I mean, high art, it seems like it's just like a bunch of like abstract or a bunch of different kind of stuff that it, it's cool. It's different, but like, it doesn't seem like the stuff that's like considered low art is any worse or any stuff like that. Like low art to me is like pendulum painting and like that poor art yeah. crap that yeah. I'm just like super pissed about. Like, or like the, uh, the art trend where like these little kids, these kids were like basically just throwing a bunch of crap at a canvas and selling it for like thousand dollars on eBay. Like that's low art to me, but like the guys who like draw magic cards or like the dude to like, you know, do TV like cartoons or like they call that shit like low art. And it makes no sense to me. It's like, takes a lot of talent. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I really don't get it. Um, I feel like what I do, what you do, it takes time and effort, right? Like, yeah, we're trying to do something different. Like, I feel like that's all like cookie cutter stuff, to be honest. Like no, all these definitely. murals I see like um, recently are all like just geometric, easy. Pa- like if you have to use tape in your thing, like it's, it's not for me. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely, I've, I've definitely had some issues with that as well. No, I mean, it, I mean, everyone has their own taste and flavor and like, you know, understand that. And if you disagree with us, that's fine. But uh, like, I completely agree. Like a lot of the, uh, there's a ton of uh, really cool abstract pieces in Waco and there's some dog shit pieces in Waco. Let's be honest. I mean, yeah, I, I won't ever say it's not art, right? It's subjective, but uh, the tier system in this world that I'm not a part of, if you will, is this, it's skewed to me. Well, like, but you definitely are a part of it. Like, I mean, even the underground, like, is always going to be a thing. I mean, like, even in music, like, I mean, we've had, you know, essentially, like, I feel like graffiti is almost like the punk rock of the art world. Like, where, like, you guys are just like, okay, they're not making music or they're not making art the way we want to make art, so we're just going to do it on our own wherever the hell we want to do it, however we want to do it, which is a really cool way to do it. And, like, the funny thing is, is, like, with characters like Banksy, Shepard Fairey, uh, Mr. Brainwash, like, whoever the, all these characters are, it's getting its come up in, in their own way. So we're just riding, like, if anything, riding the coattails of that and then getting as much as we can for what we got. No, for sure. I feel like graffiti has been taboo for so long, right? It's only now starting to be a thing. And I, I honestly thank social media to an extent because, I mean, w- the way I always see it is uh, if I'm painting a mural or something, I always almost uh, 95% of the time so far, somebody else has asked me for another mural. Yeah. And it's because they understand that like Instagram, 
they want to get all these people taking pictures with mm. their building, right? You want to have that building where you come get, it's almost the new billboard, if yeah, you will. pretty much. And it's becoming less taboo and more mainstream, but they're almost have their fingers in the jar a little too much for me. Yeah. Well, it's like putting the finger in the dike a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just like, okay. Yeah. Well, I want you to be a re- rebel and do your rebellious art, but I also want it to look like, yeah, this so specific that's, way. I mean, I've, I've been offered to paint downtown Waco a few times. Um, one case in particular, it's like they want my street style, right? But then they want to contain it and yeah. you can't, it, you, it's either you want one or the other. Like I'm not a commercial painter. Oh, but. I completely agree with that. I mean, like if you look at my style, uh, I've had people come up to me and they're like, yeah, I want this clean cut thing. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, that's like, if you look at my, what I do, like, this is what I do. I mean, you can offer me whatever money you're going to offer me, but like, I'm the way I'm going to do it is the way I'm going to do it. And like, you can't contain that. And I think as artists, we all have our own style, man. Like we can't take it away. Like you can try and tailor it, but I mean, at what point are you just like taken away from creativity? Well, it's just like, uh, with, it's like asking, uh, let me say, it's like asking Snoop Dogg to sing country. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, it's like, yeah, if you go to him, like, hey, man, I want you to write you a song, but I want you to do it in country. It's like, no. Like, he's going to look at you and blow smoke in your face and go like, no, fuck that. Yeah, I think um, you're definitely not wrong on that as far as styles go, man. Yeah. Like, you just can't. The phrase I always use is, uh, maybe I'm not the artist for you. Yeah, no, definitely. And that's like, that I've heard that in tattooing. I've heard that in so many different things. You know, if you're looking to buy art, you need to look at that person's portfolio. You need to look at that person's kind of thing and understand what they're doing. And if that's not what you want, just because they can paint doesn't mean they're going to paint the style you want. No, absolutely. Since I don't do it for a full-time job, like it's always been a hobby for me and I love it, but I can pass on anything I want. And that's the beauty of it. I think Not to mention my roots are from graffiti at this point. So like it's almost I paint what I want, where I want, when I want. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing in its own right, for sure. I mean, it keeps you free for sure. Yeah. And to just try and move into this world of monetizing it. It's just it's been a little bit of a struggle for me because of that. As far as like I'm like, this is a stupid idea. Yeah. Do I? (laughs) It's not fun for me. Uh, and I tend to pass on those things these days. Yeah. So like monetarily, like how do you come up with your prices for what you do? Man. So I've still like, I've only been getting paid to do murals for like six months now. I know I have a lot of stuff out there and I'm pretty like big in doing art these days, but like, I'm still figuring it out. Like I try to do square footage Uh and it depends on the, uh, intricacy of the design definitely but i mean i do a lot of my designs either on paper or my ipad and i can give them like a full rendering yeah so i can overlay it and they can see it and like do all that but i usually include paint in the price i always get my paint from mc in town like yeah definitely. love those guys they're always hooking me up and like keeping the paint that i use so oh yeah now they're they're great people for sure shout out to mc art supplies yeah, they seem sure. to have like everything we all need yeah, it's it's the greatest, man. I'm I'm so grateful that they had paint. It was just like a random <laughs> thing for me. Like I was like, wow, they have all the paint I need to. So So I gotta ask, if I don't know, um, so what's the difference between like a Krylon, like the Home Depot spray paint and your like ninety four uh or like the, the the really cool looking cans? Yeah, I got you. Um so pretty much I mean most people didn't have the luxury starting out. 
yeah. painting of using the cans that we have now. I call them like designer cans, if you will. Yeah, definitely. Um, pretty much they're low pressure. Okay. So Krylons are not. They're high pressure, glossy paint, like all the Rust-Oleums. Like I still yeah. use Rust-Oleums, but uh, they're all um, high pressure, right? That's where you get all these drips and things like that. But the 94s and the Montana Gold, um, more recently I've been using Cobra low yeah. pressure like it depends what i'm doing yeah so for like murals and soft stuff like for that snoop dog i did i used all 94s yeah just because it's so low pressure i can control my blends really well yeah definitely yeah so that's pretty much the biggest difference like and i use matte paint okay no that makes total sense so it's in a way it's almost like the different like hardnesses of pencils or like the anything like anything in the art supplies like you know you like got different styles of paint you know where it's you know you got like really liquidy crazy or you got like really hard you know kind of gooey paint kind of no yeah that's exactly what it's like um pretty much exactly that high pressure low pressure i mean in a high pressure can can be used as low pressure it's really technique yeah but i mean uh mc carries 94 and i love those um and they have like 200 something colors really so it's amazing the palette's always good um it's real pastel-y yeah no, that's badass. I I went up to MC Gold Supplies and it's actually not that expensive. I mean, they're crazy. I mean, it's it's not terrible. If you're getting into those Copic markers or the Posca pens or any of that shit, it's the same price <laughs> pretty much for a huge can of paint. So no, insane. absolutely. Like it's uh, most people don't. They like to buy online, and I get it because it's cheaper. But I mean, I live in Bryan now, and I still drive here to get the paint. So yeah, that makes total sense. Very very cool. So, uh, yeah, let me see. Yeah. So also you kind of got me into graffiti a little bit. We were doing a photo shoot, uh, and I was taking some pictures and I was like, man, I kind of want to try this and just threw me some cans and stuff like that. And the biggest revelation I had was the tips. The tips are like, that's, that's nuts. Like the top of the can. I didn't understand you could interchange that. Yeah, so there's several different kinds. Uh, that was one of the best things I learned about it because, I mean, if you don't know anything about it, you're kind of just like, well, I don't know how they get so thin. Or There's mm. a there's several ways to do it, but um, the caps in particular are, like, a big, big thing for me. Like, I feel like using your tools and knowing how to use them, like, and finding all these tools that you had no idea about is just crazy, right? Oh, yeah, no. So they go, it goes from, like, super fat to super thin to, like, where it, you want it to drip if you don't want it to drip. Like, yeah. There's so many different ones, man. Like, uh, I brought you a few of them. Like, there's just so far in between. There's calligraphy caps. Like, there's, there's even different kinds of cans, man. Like, I have a few, like, Mad Max cans, and, like, they're called ultra-wide, right? Like, they shoot out like a fire hydrant. Like, I swear, <laughs> it's like a – imagine, like, having superpowers with spray paint for a second. That's sick. It gets, like, two foot wide. Like, nuts. Yeah, and it's just, it's like the greatest thirty seconds of your life. <laughs> so, like, is there? Uh, so, like, when I was spray painting, I was I kind of wanted to use like a marker. I wanted to use like a fine liner. I want to use something like that. Is there a frowned upon thing about mixing the media a little bit? I mean, it really depends on what you're doing. If you're just doing standard graffiti and you're out there doing illegal graffiti, like you're not going to have time to do it, right? No. So you have to learn how to do what's called a cutback. Yeah. So basically spray paint doesn't work like regular acrylics, which I've learned no. recently <laughs> after my ventures on, uh, what was it? The paintbrush social club. Uh, yeah. That's actually how me and you met. We yeah, competing exactly. Each other. <laughs> and, uh, that was the first time I did acrylic painting and, uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, it does not act the same, right? So nah. I can overlay things and they don't mix. They won't, yeah. the, the colors don't mix. They just lay on top of each other. Yeah, that's that's an interesting spot with spray painting. That was kind of cool because like you didn't have to wait for it to dry at all. So I think that ruined me for acrylic painting and anything <laughs> else because I'm so like, I can just do it then, right then yeah. and there. I don't have to wait for, I don't have to bring anything to make it dry. I don't have to mix anything. Like no, that makes sense. I can make the craziest blends and like the softest blends with almost instantly. No, definitely. I think like, I mean like that, what was so interesting about the spray paint was like, the possibilities you have with it. So like you can do that whole amazing piece and then you like come back when it's dry with like a fine liner or like one of them drip pens or like one of them, you know, that kind of dude, you can make that thing look pop as hell. Like yeah. So I usually bring black or white, um, markers like, uh, the acrylic markers. Yeah. The and like, if I like just cannot get like the cut back, right. Or whatever. Um, I use that sometimes like for, especially for commission murals. Like, yeah. That then I'll bring my marker sets, right? Like to make it this fine art piece almost instead Definitely. of just using. I mean, primarily, if you've seen my stuff, it's all spray paint, regardless. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to use acrylic paints in a paintbrush. <laughs> if you told me to like paint something that I've done with graffiti or with spray paint with an acrylic uh, paintbrush and like some paint, it wouldn't happen. Yeah. It would look like something your mom wouldn't even put on the fridge. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, you know, I think it's just all about learning to a degree, you know. I mean, shoot, you're helping me out with spray paint. I'll help you out with acrylic. Yeah, I <laughs> honestly think I just had an unrealistic goal yeah. now that I'm thinking about it. Because, I mean, you've seen the way it blends. I don't think I'll ever be able to do that with acrylic. No, yeah, no. I think you're, like, so with artists, uh, whenever we get into a specific medium, especially one that we're particularly passionate about, we kind of like hyper focus and our brain only works in that particular way. You know what I mean? Like if like, I'm like an acrylic guy, so I'm constantly thinking about that. Whereas you're a spray paint guy. So your mind is constantly working in like the mathematical equation. Like, okay. Like if I put the green here and then the blue over this and then the red over this, like I'm going to cut this out and do this. And, and like, that's in such an interesting thing, but like, that's a good way to, you know, be about it. No, yeah, it didn't translate well to acrylics, but it's it's I'm learning. Like I've been posting a lot lately. I try to at least do one acrylic painting a week now. Yeah, just almost grounding myself from spray painting. Just <laughs> I want to get. I'm very stubborn, so I yeah. really did not like not being able to do what I can with the spray paint. So yeah. um, I'm trying to learn. And learn. I may just buy an airbrush. I don't know. An airbrush could be interesting too. I think that'd be. I mean, I love mixed media at this mixed medium at this point because like I can get all these graffiti blends and then go back in with markers and acrylic, and it's it's something that I think I'm leaning towards as far as uh, canvas work goes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So when you're doing uh, murals, especially ones where in in a legal spot, because I imagine if you're not, you know, in a legal spot, you can't really do this. What are you listening to? What do you like? Is there anything, any music that you listen to? Any sort of kind of thing? Uh, I like jazz when I'm painting. Honestly, hell yeah. Um, it's pretty much it. Like I, it's weird. Like I have the weirdest uh, Spotify. Pretty much like I save everything to one thing, and it just really depends what I'm doing. Like I like classical. I'm talking like piano, like all that stuff. Like you wouldn't expect it if no. you saw me painting, but. It can go from that to like death metal though. So it really just depends what I'm painting. Like kind of get me hyped for the moment. No, that makes a lot of sense. It's yeah. very cool. Any particular artists specifically? 
Um, not even like you don't have to do like top five, whatever, but like just some stuff you could recommend. Man, uh, MF Doom, pretty good. Uh, I like old school. Rest in peace, man. Yeah, R.I.P. I was gonna go paint him the other day at Eastside, but couldn't make it out. Um, yeah. The uh, yeah, it's, I listened to a lot of that in the beginning. I mean, I'm from Houston, so I like Houston rap too. Um, oh yeah. What is specifically is Houston rap? Oh some man, Houston rappers. <laughs> I'm from Nevada, so I mean, it's a big like difference. uh. Swisher House, stuff like that. Uh, DJ Screw, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the dude that like chopped UGK. And screwed. Yeah. yeah, he's the one that created Chopped and Screwed. So pretty right. much doing his own thing. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, so you do a lot of characters. I've seen you do Invader Zim. I've seen you do Stitch. I've seen you do uh, like that kind of stuff. Did you just grow up like watching like cartoons and like, you know, that kind of thing? Is that why you do characters to a degree or? Honestly, yeah. I mean, I feel like I liked cartoons a lot. Uh, specifically robots for some reason. I don't yeah. know why. Um, Did you do an Iron Giant? Yeah, so that was my first graffiti character ever. Um, and I ended up doing it the day before I got invited to Eastside for the first time. That's awesome. So I ended up doing it again there <laughs> because I didn't know they had a theme for the painting. Uh, so I kind of just did whatever I wanted. And I was like, oh, I'll just do it again. But yeah, so I watch cartoons a lot. I mean, I like to bring that back. I feel like people frown upon graffiti sometimes. So yeah. I like to throw characters out there that they're like, oh my God, that's cool. Yeah, like, that's new. That's different. That's, yeah, I mean, know. and going back to the old school, I still watch those cartoons every now and then. Oh, right? yeah. Like, so I think that's probably one of my inspirations, watching cartoons a lot. Um, awesome. Did you, uh, so to get the graffiti lettering down, was that just something that like innately came to you or were you like, did you like just like, practice like in a notebook essentially yeah man i still to this day draw all day if i'm not doing anything um but yeah i learned all the rules to it like how each style should be by old school definition and like i just i mean i have uh two graffiti names one was given to me one that i chose and i just practice those things over and over trying to innovate new things for myself and like what would translate to a wall good, but Hell yeah. really just a lot of drawing, man, like all day. That's awesome. Well, okay. So <laughs> you are like the exemplification of the thing that bugs the shit out of me and I'm not, nothing bugs shit out of me about you. But what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying is people come up to me all the time or come up to my artist friends or people, man, I can't draw a stick figure. I can't do this. Like I'm not artistic at all. You took you a year to get to this point. And what, what do you think the reason that was? Cause you busted your ass to get to this. It's just like anything. It's just like working out or working anything like that. Cause like when people come up to me like, man, I wish I could do that. But it's like, I don't have a tar- artistic bone in my body, man. It's just like, it's working out those muscles. It's working out that your mind in that way. No, I mean, I completely agree. Like I said, I set aside an hour a day at the beginning just to learn whether that be like, uh, research or watch videos or draw or something, it became like an obsession almost. And I think it, it's a personality thing because all yeah. the people I meet that say exactly what you said, like, Oh, I can't draw a stick figure. I'm like, you haven't even tried, man. Yeah. Or you tried once. Yeah. You tried once in and school. you gave up. That yeah. was it. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm a good example of natural talent, but with a lot of hard work, Definitely. like I put it, I put the time in to learn something I didn't just quit because it didn't go the way I wanted the first time. Definitely. No PSA announcement to everyone who says that 
uh, just work your ass off and you might get to the level of Tim or myself or Sean or Scoob or any of these guys that, you know, are around Waco doing art, kicking ass, taking names. I think I'm an anomaly just because I overly obsessed about it. Now I have to find <laughs> an hour a day to do everything else. But Amen. I mean, I didn't use that excuse and I don't, I don't like hearing it from other people because I'm, if you look at my art a year ago or even six months ago to now, like I put in the work to get to where I'm at. So it's, it's up to you to do it. Like it was not an excuse to me. No, I completely agree. I've been drawn since I was five years old and, uh, now I'm 25 now. <laughs> so it's, it's a big, it's a huge difference, man. And I remember as an art school, there was like kids that come up and they'd be like, yeah, man, you see, you're an art student. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, that must be fun. And I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of difficult. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I feel like it can be fun, but like as artists, we stress so much about mm-hmm. it because we want it to be what we envisioned. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's fun in its own rights, but like, I don't think people know how much like planning and just thinking we have to do for some of these projects. Like yeah. it's, it's a whole thing, man. Yeah. By no means is it just as simple as everyone thinks it is. Cause like you have this image in your mind of what you want. Right. And then like you go to execute it and sometimes the skills don't line up. And I think that's where a lot of people kind of get discouraged is like, I'm going to do a portrait of uh, John Travolta. (laughs) And they go and they try and do a portrait of John Travolta and they don't have the skills yet. And it's like shit. (laughs) And they kind of don't. And it's like, well do a ton of that. Like keep trying, keep doing it, learn, watch videos, read about it, and you'll eventually get there. Yeah, similar to what I'm doing with acrylics, to be honest. Like, I didn't take it and just, like, say I'm never going to do acrylics again. Like, I want to so bad, but I'd rather just, if I'm not good at it, I'm going to try and get good at it. Like, if I can't do a portrait, which I couldn't when I first started, and then I just started trying them and keep learning what I can about them, like, watching, like, people do them online or whatever, just yeah. even looking at fine art tips because I can just take what I can from it and use it. And then I was able to do that Snoop Dogg. It looks oh, definitely. And it looks like a portrait. Yeah, it's great. And uh, I mean, you can find inspiration from anywhere. Like YouTube is a massive source. Google is a massive source. Uh, used bookstores is a massive source. Old magazines, like all these different things you can go and find all this information from. Because that's the kind of things that we as artists have to go look for. And a lot of times, like, looking for the uh, reference image takes hours <laughs> to get, like, the right-looking picture that you want to do for it, you know? No, absolutely. Like, just the amount of research I've had to do sometimes is just insane because I want to get it right, whatever yeah. I'm doing. doesn't Definitely. matter what it is. Like, oh, it's they want some flower or something. I'm going to look at every version of this flower or whatever. Yeah just to get somewhere close to what I wanted to. And then I could draw it myself. Hell yeah. So I'm last question we got for you. So there's two, you have like your legal, like doing the murals, doing all that stuff. And you have the actual, like the graffiti, like going out tagging kind of stuff on the more legal side. Which one do you have more fun doing? I mean, I always love, there's this rush you get from doing graffiti, right? Like the planning, the drawing, then going out and doing it. Like, obviously I don't want to get arrested. Like that has its own fun, but like there's some rush about that, that you just can't recreate when you're painting at like Eastside or like somewhere illegal. So I would say that. 
yeah, honestly. Like, definitely. there's no feeling like instant fame, right? I think that's what it really boils down to. Because, like, if I write that, I mean, you may not know it was me, but you saw it. Yeah, definitely. No, that's that's really cool. I definitely, I, I definitely felt that rush the other day for sure, painting with you, man. And that was one of the most fun experiences I've ever had. And I want to thank you for that. I also want to thank you for coming on the show. And I uh, hope you had a good time, bro. No, yeah, absolutely, man. Anytime. Uh, I really appreciate hanging out with you and teaching you something about mine. I look forward to learning from you for some acrylic stuff, too. So. Oh, hell yeah, definitely. Well, thanks again, guys. And we're going to be signing off, and we'll see you next week. Check you later. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.